Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Today's message was a live broadcast from the Peak Experience, which is our first live event in 2021. We hope you enjoy this great content. You know, one of the things we want when we come to an event like this, all of us, we want to come away feeling a little better. And we all know we've lost a little pep in our step. Have you guys noticed some folks are a little grumpier? Have you noticed some folks are still kind of in isolation? Even ourselves, and we don't really know it. One of the dynamics is we're going to talk business models. We're going to talk insights. We're going to talk some great lessons. But the music of Motown is this amazing, amazing elixir. It's all about similarities, and it's all about bringing out the best, and everyone can connect to it. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring you into the magic of Motown and bring you into a guy that for 66 years led one of the most revolutionary, transformative, best organizations in the world. You know, it's not enough to have talent. You have to have structure, organization, promotion. You have to have it all. And there's lots of talent that no one ever heard of. Uh, Some of you are going to hire people who have talent who are going to do nothing with it. So what we do and what we have to do as leaders is understand, okay, how do I build my own Motown? How many of you watched the documentary Hitsville? Can I see your hands? Yes, you in the ballroom next door, I can see you. Raise your hands, raise your hands. Great, it was a good flick. Would you guys agree? Some great stuff. Well, I'm going to pull it apart like I normally do, and we're going to kind of dive in there, and we're going to talk about Barry Gordy. And this guy, this guy had it going on. He still has it going on. And the first thing that we can learn on making our business and life a hit from Barry Gordy is that you have to have a model in mind. You gotta have a model in mind. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, when I started Buffini Company, would you believe there wasn't a single thing that I actually invented? What I invented was the process, the packaging, and the presentation. So for example, there were people out doing three-day seminars. There were people out doing free seminars. There was people doing realtor coaching with coaches working from part-time coaches who are part-time realtors. There was Sweat Hogs. Remember Sweat Hogs? Floyd Wickman. So there was a training program. There was all kinds of things. Now, I didn't see the philosophy that I aligned with and didn't see the heart and soul. The Irish Motown was referrals. And I said, okay, three days, that's too long to get people away from their business. I'm going to go two, two. And, you know, these people do a four-hour seminar, which is a four-hour sales pitch. I'm going to do two hours, and an hour and 56 minutes of it is going to be value. And if I never saw the people again, they're going to go, that was the greatest thing I've ever been to. And I, I, I saw churches have small groups, so we built small groups. And what happened was, before a pen was ever lifted on Buffini and Company, I had a business model built out. I actually had a 33 pages in a binder. It burned up in the fire. I would have loved to have had that. But I had personality profiling, testing, small groups. I was going to do a program like Sweat Hogs, only about referrals. All these different things, and modify it and go through this. And I had a model in mind. And when we came out in the market, the seminar business was dying. And we came out and took it by storm and changed the real estate industry. So I've been through this myself. Barry Gordy, and this is key. You can learn from each other. You can learn and connect. But you can also learn from people outside our space. Barry Gordy learned how to build the most dominant musical force in history from what? From the car business. From watching the assembly line and how they did it, right? Let me take you back to the movie, and here's where he got his model from. He took the inspiration, and then here's the key, here's the word. He translated it. So you go outside, you take the information. Don't duplicate it. You translate it. 
And that's why when you read these business books, a lot of them are written for corporate America. They're not written for a real estate practice or a small business owner. So we take that information and then what's the word? Translate it. And he built a blueprint. He built a blueprint. Listen, you guys are entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur. He built the blueprint. Don't be an errorpreneur. You got to have a plan. Now you'll adjust, but he had it. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm fine, sign, develop talent. I'm going to have writers and producers. We're going to unlock the talent. We're going to find the artists. We're going to have this cycle of success with the assembly line, quality control, touring, artist development, expanding the team, innovate or stagnate, transcending the production line. He had the model. This was written before he ever signed an artist. I guarantee you that changed over time. Before you expand, before you grow, before you invest, please take the time to plan. If it's not in paper before you do it, you shouldn't put any green paper behind it. Does that make sense? A lot of times, and what am I filled with? A bunch of growth and development people in this room and next door. A bunch of growth and development people. We feel alive when we're growing. We feel alive when we're moving. We feel alive when stuff's happening. And we feel brutal when we're not moving. So in order to feel that energy of movement, we sometimes take risks. Risks are good things. But risks have to be calculated and planned. Are you guys with me? How many of you have ever gone like hell without the plan? Could I see your hands nice and high? What showed up? Hell. You go like hell without a plan, you go to hell. Okay? Business goes to hell. The finances go to hell. The health goes to hell. So have a model in mind. And that's where synergy comes in. That's why learning from each other can come in. That's why leaning into your coach can come in. That's why sometimes getting an outside perspective that's why sometimes learn from other people, other industries. Don't duplicate it, translate it. Everybody with me? Next, build from your past experience. Build from your past experience. Now, he didn't go from an assembly line worker to build a Motown. He already had produced music. He already had songs. It was in his past. Your past are the breadcrumbs of the trail to your future, okay? You build upon your past to give your present, to give you the future, Okay? It's like me waking up. I want to be a dancer. I just want to be a dancer. Now, I tried that once in front of 5,000 people. Your past experiences and gifts build into your future. Does that make sense? So that's why we want to connect with that. Dennis Waitley, San Diego, says everything that is past is either a learning experience to grow on, a beautiful memory to reflect on, or a motivating factor to act upon. That's the real way to look at your past and your past experiences of success and failures, okay? Next, you want to collaborate and create. You want to collaborate and create. You know, I don't come down the mountain like Moses with the two slabs of stone and I have a vision and this is how everyone's going to fall in line. Those things don't go very well. You want to collaborate and create. Here's a great tip for you. None of us is as smart as all of us. I would go to the warehouse and visit our folks over in the warehouse. And sometimes the, the feedback I get from the warehouse was better than what I was getting from the leadership. Leaders are great, smart, brilliant people. But sometimes someone with boots on the ground has something to say. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is, would be better for the customers if we just did this. And this is kind of stupid. And you're like, whoever's responsible for that? Henry Ford, who built the assembly line, said, coming together is a beginning, staying together is a process, and working together is a success. Can anybody tell me what Henry Ford's mission was in life? Making automobiles? His mission statement had nothing to do with automobiles. 
1908, Henry Ford read an article in the newspaper, said that 95% of Americans had never traveled more than seven miles from their home. And Henry Ford had been given a gift as a child, he'd had a chance to travel. And his mission was, I want to find a way for the average American to travel. How do I do that? See, when you have a mission like that, your mind starts going to work. Three years later, he was making a million dollars a day. So it pays to give people what they need and want. Does that make sense? How many of you in this room and next room, I want you to raise your hands, have a team, or someone who works for you, could I see your hands nice and high? Okay, not a lot of people. So here it is. Here's Barry Gordy's model for success. Number one, find, sign, and develop talent. Three separate issues. Find, sign, and develop talent. You want to find talent. You want to sign them. And in our case, that means someone who really connects to your vision, your brand, who you are, what you are, and wants to be a part of it. And then develop. And developing is, as the real estate business careens towards a full team model, so many people are being left behind because the team leader is busy and who in the hell has time to develop anybody? So you're kind of on your own. Right now, we will, by the end of this year, have 1.5 million people affiliated with the National Association of Realtors, highest number in history. And we will have the most unskilled, most untrailed, most unprofessional industry we've ever had. And it's why, after 25 years, the National Association of Realtors discovered Buffini and Company. They woke up and went, hmm, we might need your help. Because it's not good for the industry to have all this churn. So could you give us a program to get people who come into this industry trained up so they know in short order if they can make it or not and give them the tools to be a pro? I think I can do that. Barry Gordy said, I have this ability to find the hidden talent in people that sometimes even they didn't know they had. Look up here for me. How many of you have that? How many of you have helped people discover a talent? Can I see your hands? Many of you just do it by being yourself. Just fool, that's who you are. We want to do this intentionally and on purpose, and then you're really building something. Okay? You want to do it with your clients. You want to do it with your customers. You want to do it with your team. You want to do it with your family. And ultimately, you want to do it with yourself. Next, unlock potential. Unlock potential. Okay? I know that's why you're here. The ever-ending pursuit of a never-ending pursuit. Brian Tracy, another San Diego, said, fear and self-doubt have always been the greatest enemies of human potential. Can I get you to all to read that out with me? Read this quote out. One, two, three. Fear have always been the greatest enemies of human potential. Can you write the words in your margin, your workbook? Fear and self-doubt. Do you know anybody who experiences fear and self-doubt? All right, let's try it this way. Do you have any friends who experience fear and self-doubt? Do you know anybody like that? Oh, by the way, our entire culture has it right now. Our entire culture has fear and self-doubt. Then we're going to get into, as you build this thing, we want to sign the talent, okay? We want to unlock potential, and then we need quality control. Can you put your name to it? Can you put your name to it? The quality is everything. Oh, by the way, right now the market is so crazy and it's so fast that quality is going out the window, and you know it yourself. And, and, and to some degree, speed forces a, a compromise of quality. But here's the problem. Understand that your brands are being built with this speed. Brands are being built with this sloppiness. I've done more real estate transactions as a principal in the last 15 months than most agents have in two or three years as an agent. And I'm just going to say, I mean, I'm telling you, like I am the champion of realtors. And I'm going to say this. At times, I'm aghast 
and how the basics are not even part of the deal because of the speed. And it's like, as long as you got the deal, it's good. It's almost like doctors uh, or a midwife delivering a baby. The baby bounces on the floor. Can I half cut the cord? Oh, you got the baby. Yeah, well, maybe there was a better way to do that. How many of you are seeing that in the industry right now? A lot of sloppiness. Okay, quality control. Now, in Hitsville, and I'm telling you, one of the reasons why Barry Gordy has more on the ball for a real estate office, for a brokerage, and for an agent than any other video I've ever seen, ever. It starts off with someone who's a star showing up late. He has certain standards. We don't go into it in all the detail, but he kicked this person out of the meeting because they showed up late. The person comes in late, cracks a joke, and he goes, yeah, I'm very sorry, but you're going to have to leave. I don't care how many number one records you have or how many number one listings you have or how many buyers you have or how many sellers you have. We really want to be great around here. And respect is one of the things. And then he gives an update on the listing board. He gives an update on the production. So-and-so is working with the buyer. So-and-so is working with the seller. So-and-so has got going on. Here's what we've got going on as a team. Here's the problems with this escrow. Here's the challenge. This is some great stuff. The only people who might rival rock and roll artists and the insanity of that might be a real estate office. How real estate does not have a sitcom is still astounding. Forget the office. Could you imagine a real estate office as a sitcom? I mean, please. And I don't think they'd have to dig too deep to get the script going. I mean, it's nuts, right? So here he is. Hey, let's get together. We got to maintain our standards. And he goes over to the production board. Here's who we've got. Here's where we're at. That leads to this next point, which I think is the key crux of this statement. He says, competition breeds champions. And this is the best concept for a sales force, for an organization. This is the best concept for an, any organization. This is a brilliant leadership principle. Competition breeds champions. And by the way, in the world we live in today, people are afraid of competition because, ooh, that's, that's not inclusive. And then the other side is in real estate, we're all individuals. Even when you work for a brand or in a brokerage, you're your own person. So you're on the team, but you're not on the team. Is that true? And even when you're on a team, well, I might be on a team, but this person makes more than I do and yada, yada. So there is a clip here. And I would say that, again, where's anyone who leads anybody, has a team or a brokerage? Can I see your hands nice and high? Let me tell you this. This video is the best real estate video I ever saw for a broker or a team. And it's the dynamic of the principle that competition breeds champions. How do you push people, champion people, motivate people to be competitors and win and still maintain the culture. So he says, we're going to have competition, but we're going to maintain the love. Competition breeds champions, but you can't leave out what? Can't leave out the love. Now, Barry Gordy was like many of you. Barry Gordy was still doing production himself. Barry was writing songs. And he would say to his team of writers, beat me. I got a song, you write one better than me. And they would. So he was actually in your shoes with his team. And their culture was awesome. They called it the Motown family. That's what the artists call it. But they were fiercely competitive. And that is the greatest essence, you know, in all the bull jive coming out of the universities today about, you know, the free market system and how narcissistic and evil it is and all this crap that's pervading the culture that success is bad, that the free market system is evil, and all other lies. The fact of the matter is, competition makes everyone better. 
You experience it as a consumer. If there's competition, you get a better deal and a better product. If there's no competition, you get whatever one organization says you're going to have. Are you guys with me? Competition makes everything better. So having a competitive environment inside your culture and keeping the love, that's the magic. And that's what we've been striving to do at Buffini Company for a long time. But that right there to me, that's right up in your wheelhouse. Next, you got to expand the team. You want to grow? You got to expand the team. Why am I talking about this so much? Because this train has left the station and the acceleration is on. There's also a cultural phenomenon that's on. By the end of this year, 33% of all agents in the United States will be part of a team. The momentum is there. And also what's happening is the culture is there. So younger people, especially millennials who are getting into real estate, when I had a team back in the day, I had a team I have a little bit of experience with. I started my team in 1992. Well, in 1992, three, four, six, in those years, when you brought up a great agent, 75% of the time they left you. That was part of the deal. They were going to come, they were going to get better, they were going to be good, then they were going to leave. In today's world, it's becoming the opposite. And a lot of these younger folks are coming along, they want a different kind of quality of life. And again, I'm speaking in general terms about a group that is 80 million, right? But as a whole, okay, the trend is these younger folks that are coming on, they, they're motivated by different things. And they want to be in real estate. They like real estate. They want to make a good living. But they may not be as driven as perhaps the generation mostly represented in this room. And some of you are killing yourself trying to push a wet noodle up a rope for them to get it. When are they going to get it? When are they going to get it? I'm pulling my hair out. When are they going to get it? No, when are you going to get it? When are you going to get it? They're wired differently, motivated differently, and you need to build a team differently. You're going to see an even greater expansion in teams in the real estate business, and you're going to see more businesses fail as a result of it because most team leaders do a terrible job of actually having a team. It is also the most prolific economic model in the real estate business since the 1950s. How many of you as an agent would be willing to give up 50% of your income right now to your broker. Could I see your hands? Yeah, I thought so. And 50-50 real estate has always been the best model in all of real estate. And that's why it works great for teams. Because you can do 50-50 in a team. And I know there's some differences there beyond that. But the fact of the matter is, it is by far the best economic model that exists for real estate. And what we used to look at as a broker is the brokerage business is actually imploding on itself and then it come back to the other side. And you're going to see very small brokerages and very large brokerages and all the stuff in between. How many of you heard me teach on Death Valley? Okay, well, Death Valley is going to accelerate and be bigger and broader than ever before, and the valley's going to be deeper. Companies are going to be huge and small. So that's why all this content's coming to you right now. This is the now and absolutely the future. And you have to figure out where you want to be in all of that, okay? What's right for you? We've got to expand the team. Henry David Rowe said, do not hire a person who does your work for money, but someone who does it for the love of it. And there's a lot of people right now who will do it for the love of it, and then you just got to make the economics work. Next, Barry Gordy's success model was innovate or stagnate. Innovate or stagnate. And the world we live in today, at the change of life and the change of pace and the change of technology, you must innovate or stagnate. Let me say this. Many people will say, oh, Buffini Company, this big organization now, whatever else. We are in the midst of innovation at a level we've never even considered. And we have phase one and phase two and phase three of this coming. 
Always going to be innovating. Always bringing out the training programs. Steve Jobs, innovation is the ability to see change as an opportunity, not a threat. And I've been in your lives for many, many years. Many, many of you have been with me a long time. And I've always kept you ahead of the curve. Now I'm going to keep you ahead of the curve, not just with the data, but with the structures and the processes and all of the tools. Next, the cycle of success. When you raise up people, when you grow people, they're going to grow. And when they grow, you have to grow accordingly to adjust to it, just like you did with your kids. And your team is going to grow, and they're going to come up with ideas and thoughts, and they're going to push the boundaries. And sometimes those boundaries need to be pushed. Otherwise, you stagnate. And there's a phenomenal point in Hitsville when Barry Gordy, now it talks about the progression of the relationship. Barry Gordy comes along to Marvin Gaye. Now, just to give you a little insight. When I go down to Sumter, South Carolina, to all Beverly's aunts and uncles and whatever else, let me tell you, there's only one guy they talk about when it was Motown. And that's Marvin Gaye. And the ladies, they're in their late 70s now. They still swoon when the Marvin Gaye's brought up. So Marvin was kind of a crooner. He was a jazzy guy and whatever else. And Gordy, when he first brought him on the team, said, man, that's never going to sell. You have to literally change your tune. So he mentored him up, gave him some ideas, wrote a song for him, and Marvin Gaye went out. And even though he did things that wasn't natural for him, and he went on to smash after smash after smash. But he kept developing. He had this gift, and he kept developing, kept developing. And finally, he finds his own voice. And now he finds his original methodology, along with everything he learned under his mentor, and now I got something for you. Something that rattled Barry Gordy because, hey, I got a really successful little production line here. And now we're going to open up a new production line. This is going to happen for anyone who ever develops anybody. It's like either, no, this it's my way or the highway. Or, listen, for someone who's earned the right, I'm going to say it again, for someone who's earned the right through performance to push your boundaries and change you. I will listen to my staff, and I do listen to my staff. I listen. You know, this is not even close to being a dictatorship. Once in a while, I'd like to like, say something they do. But for me to take on serious input, someone has to prove to me who they are first. I gave you a small task. I gave you this job to do. Go nail it before I listen to you on this big thing. Does that make sense? Because some people will walk into your business and give you advice right away. Have you ever experienced that? We should change this and do this. Why don't you go get a listing first? Let's see how you do. Why don't you go close something? See how that works out. But when you do it right, eventually you're going to produce your own Marvin Gaze. So you mentor someone. You bring them along. They're going to push the boundaries. They're going to expand you and your brand. They're going to cause you to get to the next level, those kinds of things. And then they're going to push, push. That was the biggest hit in the history of Motown. And the leader of Motown didn't want to do it. So at the podcast, we're always talking about the mindset and the motivation and the methodologies of success. One of the things is I will always give you practical steps to do. Fair? Okay, we digest the information, expand the thinking, tug at the heart, inspire motivation and change. And then, hey, here's a list of things to do to go get better. Right? And you guys have, and you continue to do that. And you keep forcing me to get better. So let me kind of give you now into the roll up our sleeves, nuts and bolts. This last little piece is all about you. And you putting a little mo in your town, okay? So let's roll up our sleeves, leveraging your gifts and others. Number one, build out your job description and then highlight this around your gifts. And you know, we place a lot of emphasis at Buffini Company around gifts. 
Next, identify the gifts in your team. Number three, you build a team's job descriptions around their gifts. Does this sound like a good thing? I got all these messages, man, you got to be nervous going back on stage. My buddy Miles McPherson, praying for you, man. You got to be nervous. I had about six or seven people. The guy driving me to the airport, you got to be nervous. It's been 15 months. I turned to Dermot. I said, am I supposed to be nervous? I don't feel nervous. Should I be? Like, am I out of touch with myself? And we'll talk a little bit about it because we're going to talk about gifts today. And I want to talk about gifts and preparation and then ultimately how you understand that the gift is its own thing and you trust the gift. I don't always have to trust myself, but I always trust the gift. Does that make sense? Can you imagine if you have yourself with your job description around your gifts? The tools then to recognize what everybody else's gifts are. Build this cohesive unit so we know where we get along and where we don't. And then here it is. We create the cohesive plan that emphasizes the collective gifts of the team. Now we're talking. And Dermot's done a phenomenal job with this. You know, prior to the recession, we had over 400 people. We came back through the recession, rebuilt the company, reorganized everything. We are back to where we were before the recession with half the number of people, but more cohesive and more connected than ever before. So we're getting twice the production with half the people. And this is the secret sauce that got us there. Next, John Gordon says, letting people share their gifts and strengths is real love. Why do I have that quote in there? Because we want the competition and we want the what? Okay, put a little juice, put a little lust behind it. We got to have the competition and we got to have the what? And this is the way you get the love in the business. Rather than some, you know, ambi-pamby deal, is you structure it around people's giftedness. Knowing that people's giftedness on once in a while will hit against one another. But then also you build it around the strength. So everybody's using their gifts. Oh, by the way, I've also been talking about a family for the past 45 minutes. I've been talking about a business. I've been talking about a life. When you get everybody built around their strengths and supporting their strengths, and then realize, okay, here's how we work around the things that conflict and so on and so forth to build up cohesion. Now you got it. Next, provide skill development to support and grow everybody's giftedness. If you're going to lead, you have to develop. End of story. If you do not develop, you are not a leader. You are an owner. And there's a hell of a difference between being an owner and being a leader. An owner is somebody with a title that says, I'm the boss. A leader is somebody who people follow. And when they walk over here, they turn around as a bunch of people standing behind them. And the only way you get to be a leader is if you provide development. And if you help people develop and you help people grow, they will appreciate you. They will value you. It's the magic of the relationship I have with all of you and all of the folks we work with at Buffini Company. And people are just so thankful. You help me get better. And I feel this deep connection to you. Well, you all can have that same feeling. And that's where 25 years, and it took a pandemic for me to stop, time out, and to get it done. But this has been my dream for 25 years. And you guys have heard me on podcasts and this and any other, and you may not know the depth of what it means or how this will actually change real estate for the next 25 years. But it's the real estate career path. And we have a training track. How many of you have seen the new 100 Days to Greatness? Okay. It is all that in a bag of chips. And we built it as this essential fundamental training. And all our coaches are like, I want my most advanced clients taking this. Because Buff Man, for the first time ever, went out and on the appointments and did it himself. Here's what I do. Here's how I do it. Here's the way I do it. The 100 days, whether it be the essentials, whether it be the advanced, and the legacy piece, which is ultimately building a business you can sell 
or having the active retirement where you can stay in the game or pass it on to another generation. So we have now a training track and we've now also built a coaching track for each one. So now from cradle to grave, someone starts in real estate this way and we can get them there. And I've been 25 years getting ready to try to put pieces of those things together. And now because of who what our relationship is, you guys get to all that stuff. Powerful message as always, Brian. I know so many people in this industry are grateful that you've laid out a clear path to help them make their business and life a hit. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. As always, we appreciate you guys. Be sure to share the show with others. And in the meantime, here's Brian's mum to send us home. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. Thank you.